0: Welcome to Scum Beer and Villainy Shorts, just like the Regular episode, only healthier for you. And as ever, I'm joined by my fellow beer nerd and beer reviewer, Matt Bezling. Hi,
1: Matt. Hi, Marcel. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thanks. It's good to be back in the studio.
1: Uh, yes, in in our respective isolated studios. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is the first uh, telepresent recording mm. attempting. I'm expecting a lot of technical shenanigans. I hope yeah. not. Yeah, but I'm expecting
1: know. complete infrastructure destruction.
0: Yeah, like, complete just, failure is always just complete,
1: an option. complete, total fubar. <laughs>
0: failure is always an option.
1: Yeah, I, I take, I take. Uh, immense offense to you implying that th- things that are that come in maybe smaller portions is better for you because i've had some very powerful crack and right you know there was barely any of it yeah
0: there are inside words and there are outside words man and, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you'll be happy to, to know that i'm sitting outside
0: <laughs> oh very nice you're having an open air studio today i am it's I bloody am. cold i mean are you it's not freezing
1: it's actually really not that bad It's actually the sun is shining, the birds are having sex with each other in a tree next to me.
0: That's always fun. It's always
1: always very pleasant.
0: Yeah. So today, in our short review, we're breaking out a beer which has been around for a while, and it's by one of the breweries we really, really like, and it's Jack Black uh, Brewing Company, and it's the Cape Pale Ale. The CPA. Yeah, so it's been in, in, in around in many shapes and forms. I remember right in the beginning, they used to only release it on tap. So you could get it at a few restaurants in the Cape, mm. um, if you were lucky. Uh, but they didn't bottle it at that stage. And then they started bottling it. And then they changed the branding. So it's part of Jack Black's ongoing branding confusion.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned that, because that was going to be my first question, was where are we with Jack Black's branding now? Like am not sure. What, what have, have they settled on something now? Nope. Are we are we are we just making it up as we go along?
0: I think it's the uh, option number two there. Um because the it seems like they've got a sort of a core range, but not really, which which have the the sort of what I would call the slightly more boring labels.
1: Yes, yeah, the 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 ones that are like the lager.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very sort of conservative, very much more like a macro design. Mm. And then you've got the one we're looking at today is the Cape Pale, Ale, which has a more also, like, not it's, as adventurous label.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of like in between this one and the illustrated ones.
0: Yeah, and then you've got the illustrated like, ones like...
1: Butcher's Block and Lamberjack and...
0: Exactly. So so it seems like they're going with three different brand expressions um, for no reason I can deter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, like, are they trying to define these as separate ranges? I don't know. That's the only thing I can really think of.
0: And I mean, but yet there's no indication of that. You know, it's not like they're saying this is the range X yeah. or Y. Yeah, yeah. So I am a little bit puzzled by their branding choices. Maybe they're still figuring it out.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, the one thing I can say is that at least none of the disparate versions of branding they're using is like obnoxious. You know, mm. I, I I like all of their branding. Yeah. I just wish they would choose one.
0: It or would two. be nice. I mean, I I have a clear favorite. I mean, I obviously like the more illustrative stuff, but I've always yeah. liked illustrative labels. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, sure. Look, even this one, even the this one, which is a relatively, you know, the, you've got an illustration, but the Jack Black logos, you know, front and center, the more blocky design of the label. Um, even this one, uh, you know, it's it's nice. I will I say I hate these bottles, The these dumpy bottles. You don't like them? I hate them. I really... Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those, but that—that's kind of irrelevant. The, the, the basic design is good, and I think that that is, you know, Jack Black very seldom puts out a really bad design, you know, if ever. So, but I just wish that they would settle on some direction.
0: Yeah, no, it would be nice. Uh but I think I mean this is also part of the ongoing debate of what is the correct size of a of a craft beer bottle, which we've had many discussions about.
1: Yeah, we have. Well, for me, obviously, the I just want like a liter of beer, and so I, I feel exactly. that they should just put just, them in liter bottles. Just
0: do the liter bottle already.
1: Just give me, just give me a, like a half jack, and I'm, I'm good.
0: It's <laughs> very sophisticated, man. <laughs> I'm a simple man, with very,
1: very simple tastes.
0: Cool. So shall we, shall we start this review as always yeah. before the pour? Yes. So let, let's let's kind of just give a, a view on the branding of the Cape Bale Ale.
1: I, I like the colors they've used that's a nice green it, it's a v- kind of very restful label which i think fits nicely with the motif on the on the illustration which is table mountain hmm. and proteas and vultures and
0: there's some dark you know, elements here there's vultures a skull and a snake
1: but isn't that just nature aren't we just isn't this just the great outdoors
0: <laughs> red and tooth and claw <laughs> and fang
1: yes yes exactly um yeah, I, I, no, I, I think the green is supposed to be particularly calming, you know, and I, th- you know, I think the whole general feel of it is a stability and a growth and organic, and um, that's kind of the feel I
0: get from this. Mm. That's some iconic cape uh, imagery, which you want. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's kind of nice. I mean, the, the info on the bottle, uh, we're seeing a little bit more info than normal. Uh, which is nice, so we're getting some IBU information. I was,
1: I was going to say, do they often put IBUs on, on their bottles?
0: I think it's a new thing, but it's a welcome addition, I think. Mm. Um,
1: Can, one thing I've, I've, I'm noticing here is they're putting the volume in fluid ounces. Is this for export as well?
0: I believe so. I, th- I think they are one of our few breweries who are exporting to England. I think there's some English uh, exporting going on. Okay And maybe to America Who knows we'll, we'll have to chat to them Sometime or another we you know, surely, on the line.
1: surely America's the only one Who still uses fluid ounces
0: I mean mm. Good yeah. grief Yeah we should actually Get them on the line For an interview I think it's about high time That we do that
1: Okay good Good. Um, okay so uh, shall, uh, we, yeah.
0: shall we Pour this thing I'm going to try and get some Foley Let's see yes. Hopefully not breaking All my equipment
1: I don't, I don't even know Where my microphone is
0: Oh that was nice I think your Foley Is better than my Foley
1: Oh You're welcome
0: <laughs> okay, so let's pour this as in. I, uh, as
1: I pour over my laptop.
0: Yeah, this is always a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah. Are you, are you rocking any interesting uh, glassware today?
1: I am. My wife bought me dedicated, I think they're IPA glasses.
0: Ooh, I nice. I think they're,
1: they're, they're kind of, I can't even explain them.
0: I think they're I know like what br- you're talking like,
1: about. Like, like brandy snifters. But exactly.
0: Big. And they've got like that sort of stumpy base.
1: Base, yeah. yeah with that's
0: with right. a slight ridge. Yeah.
1: They're yeah. lovely. So I thought, you know, let's crack out the good glassware.
0: Nice. Uh, I, I, as you know, I've got a fetish for stemware, so.
1: <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> it, it makes your sex life very difficult.
0: It does. Complicated and bizarre all at the same time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm using my nice little uh, the Mad Giant glasses we bought a while ago, which are sort of like Those wine, wine glasses. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, appearance wise, very clear. Crystal clear. Crystal, you can read through it, which I yep. like. Nice Beautiful
1: head. Beautiful head. Mm-hmm. Foamy, lacy head.
0: Very nice. And also uh, because we rinsed our glasses before doing this. <laughs> just, a, <laughs> just a note, in know.
1: A... It just leaves my brandy in it. <laughs>
0: yeah, Because often, if you do get a beer which appears flat, it's because you didn't rinse your glass. Okay. So, yeah, very, very a, nice appearance. Lovely, lovely straw beer. Straw color. Yeah. Uh, aroma? What are you getting?
1: There's some. There's some of that uh, crunchy IPA
0: mm. notes. Yeah.
1: Quite a bit of that. But, you know, obviously not as much as a full IPA.
0: Sure. I mean, we're we're expecting something like you know this is a kind of American pale ale style, so you want quite yeah. a lot of hops, but not as much as an IPA.
1: Yeah, and obviously not as cloudy as an IPA could get.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm, it's, yeah, it's actually a very kind of fresh aroma. You know. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm getting sort of pine and quite a bit of citrus, sort of lemon.
1: Yeah, I'm catching that lemon as well. Lemony, orangey, citrus. And then there's that, you know, quite down at the bottom is that, that funk.
0: Yeah. But when you say funk, it's not off. It's just...
1: No, no, no. But, you know, that, that, that kind of organic smell, that, that organic mm. IPA smell.
0: Yeah. And I think that is because of, you know, the more hops you add to a beer, the more those organics will play a role.
1: It's actually it's it's very nice. It's also what I like about this aroma in comparison to an IPA is it, it it's not as dense, you know. So mm, it's brighter. This is a it's it's a bit brighter. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. Please can I sip this?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm already sipping. Sorry.
1: Oh God damn it!
0: <laughs> the disadvantages of dead prison is you don't know what I'm doing. I could be naked here.
1: <laughs> you, you, I assume you are.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, that's an assumption correct.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Hmm. Very solid bitterness. I think that's the upfront mm. flavor for me. Um, I'm getting quite a bit more lemon now. Lemon drop, uh, citrus.
1: Yeah. yeah, like like a, a lemon rind. You yeah. know, that's it's 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 not that sour lemon. It's that almost bitter lemon.
0: It's definitely the pith.
1: Yeah, the pith. That's what I, That's the word I was looking for. Yeah,
0: and I mean that that sort of goes with what they are talking about in their own taste notes on the bottle. You know, citrus, pine, tropical. I'd be super surprised if this doesn't have a fair amount of either Citra or um, Cascade hops in it. Mm. Um, but very, very solid bitterness. I mean, the hop is there. I mean, but, the, hop, but the but malt. Yeah,
1: the malt. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's the, you get a very upfront bitterness, but it doesn't sit around very much at all. Mm-mm. It clears quite quickly. I think that's maybe that, that rindy flavor. That kind of clean, cleans it out a bit. Yeah, because um, it, it it doesn't sit as heavy on your tongue as a full IPA
0: doesn't. And I mean, the malt's are reasonably well balanced here. I, I would say, obviously, the the balance is more in favour of hops, which is pretty typical of an American pale ale style.
1: Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of malt. I, I'm I'm not tasting that that darkness. You know,
0: quite carbonated. I'm getting a few uh, inadvertent burps here, which also explains why it clears off the tongue quite quickly. And I think that's a mm. good strategy, maybe. If you don't want that sort of hectic uh, hop build up on the tongue,
1: yeah, it is quite. Um, um, there's a lot of. There's almost champagne-like bubbles, you know, in my mm. glass.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, APA styles vary in terms of carbonation. It can go from very low carbonation, which is more similar to your English pale ales, to quite high carbonation.
1: This is this is quite easy drinking very. for a for a mature beer. You said but that it's, word again. No, no no i I've been waiting to pull it out, and there
0: it is. you pulled it out, man. You certainly I only, did. now it's I sitting did here three in front of, of those it. A day <laughs> yeah. no, but you're right. it's very easy drinking i mean I'm, i this has improved for me over the years. um I remember the first time I tasted this on tap a number of years ago. it was a little bit insipid really it It wasn't great, and uh, they've really improved it to the point now where I think this is very similar to me um. I mean, I recall sort of having had a Sierra Nevada pale ale not so long ago, which sort of is the iconic American pale ale. Mm. Um, and it's not dissimilar from that. It's, it's, and I, would, I think the brewers, if they're listening, I um, would, would see that as a, a, quite a big compliment because uh, Sierra Nevada is seen as the you know, the, the paradigm example.
1: Yeah, sure. I think this um, is I, I've, I've only had the Cape once before, the the, the the bottled version, and probably maybe a year ago. Mm. Um, and I, the, it, it it feels improved from there even, and I'm not sure you know, if they have changed things from about a year ago. I think um, they have. But, but I, rem- I remember it being a lot thinner.
0: Now, maybe the new labels, the new branding is an indication that they also changed the the recipe. mm but it's, they're not shy with the hops, which I really like. And I think a lot of the South African craft beer fans who drink this might see this as an IPA. You know, they would taste it like an IPA. Yeah. Or it would register as one because I think a lot of our local brewers are a little bit shy with hops. So they dial mm-hmm. everything down. But this is actually right in the wheelhouse of an IPA for me. It's not, a, it's not as bitter as an IPA, but it's got serious hop character.
1: Yeah, I, know, I agree with all those points. It, it's definitely a case of, it, it, it doesn't go all the way through to that, the, 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 the depth of a, of a full IPA. Um, but at the same time, the bitterness remains and the kind of complexity of flavor that you mm. expect out of it, that's, that's definitely
0: there. 100%. And I mean, this is a, I mean, I've, I always struggle to find a kind of a go-to beer. You know, I, I prefer kind of interesting stuff, and but it, it can also yeah. fatigue your palate if you drink too many exactly. uh, double IPAs and imperial stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, exactly.
0: I'm going to have a guess to say this might just become my go-to beer.
1: It's, it's, it's lovely. And what's nice is, I mean, we talk about drinkability and sessionability and that kind of stuff. Um, this is definitely, you know, three or four of these isn't going to make it so that you can't then have one IPA after this.
0: Exactly. You know? It's not going to ruin your palate.
1: No That's, a, that's actually a, That's a really delicious um, Really nice it, this, this, is, this is going on my list
0: I've mm. got to tell you Well speaking of lists man Let's, yeah. let's rate this bad boy So on a, a Highly subjective 1 to 10 scale
1: <laughs> Yes
0: Where would you rank this one?
1: I, uh, this is a solid 8 for me This This is a very Very nice beer.
0: Mm. I am actually Even going to go A little bit higher For a change um breaking the tradition of me always being one uh, point low. me, yeah. And I'm going to go 9.
1: Sure.
0: I think strong this, is, this strong, is a solid APA, rich. man. I mean it it's a paradigm example. Um if you are a, a homebrewer or someone who's currently studying to become a beer judge and you're looking for a good paradigm example of APA this is it. You can you can use this one to uh pretty much fill out your notes on APA.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to, uh, look, can I, uh, uh, you know, ask a brewer's question? Is there any way that you could so those citrusy notes that you kind of taste that you that you taste? How would you make it so that those would be more uh, available? You know, in the aroma.
0: Yeah, a couple of things. So, once the first thing you might want to do for any hoppy beer is you want to add some um, carbonate to your water. So you add gypsum to your water. If you add certain minerals into your water It can it can increase the expression of hops um, So that's one way of doing it um, And I, I would be Again surprised if they didn't do that at Jack Black um, And then the other one is is When you add the hops So if mm. you want more aroma You're going to add your hops later in the boil um, But you still want a nice bitter backbone So you, you'll yeah. add Good bittering hops up front In your boil and then as the boil progresses You'll add more hops later in the boil to bump up those aroma, yeah, uh, flavor components.
1: I, I think because that's really probably the only real issue I have with this beer is that a lot of what I what I taste, I don't get the full promise of that when I'm when i when I'm in the aroma of it, you know. Yeah, and I just it just it just feels like it misses a beat there. Mm. But but I mean, when, when you taste it, I suppose maybe the question is, if you want all that complexity, then why aren't you going to a full IPA anyway?
0: Yeah, look, at, they they mention on the label that they dry hop. Uh, which is another method as well to get a lot of hop flavor and aroma in, and that's when you put the hops in the fermenter so it doesn't go through any temperature variation. Um, and, I mean, obviously filtering be, otherwise we would see it a bit more hazy. Um, but the the dry up is another strategy. I, th- I think it's, it's just – it often boils down to cost, you know. Uh, hops are expensive, yeah. especially the American hops, which you're importing, and uh, the, the exchange rate doesn't help us. So yeah. So it is about, you know, you're kind of trying to balance as a commercial brewer the cost of adding a whole bunch of hops late in the boil because it's less efficient, right? Yeah. You, you have to use so much more to get yeah, flavor bang, out of it.
1: Bang, bang for your buck in, in exactly. terms of that. But,
0: uh, yeah, but I agree. I mean, it could certainly bump up the the flavor and aroma components, but when it's in your mouth and the aftertaste, very citrusy mm. um, as as they promise.
1: I could definitely, you know, see myself having this as a kind of standard beer in my fridge. 100%. You know, you know, I, you know I could have uh, one or two tomahawks and a six-pack of the CPA, you know, so that's that's yeah. nice. I, I also, you know, we were talking about the, the hops and hops methods and stuff. You know, what I like about Jack Black is that they've never really, uh, you know, pulled back from having to put the expensive ingredients mm. in, which I really – I really appreciate that for 100%. them as a as a as a maker of beer. You know, it's I think it's really great that they're willing to to go a little bit further to make sure that they make a good beer.
0: I agree. I think for me that is really the almost definition of um, good craft beer. It's you're chasing a flavour.
1: Mm. Yeah, you make you make it sound like a, a fix. You know, You've got to get my next like
0: <laughs> get some hops into my veins. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, and I think a good craft brewer has that. You know, they they've had almost that obsession of chasing a particular flavor, no matter what the cost. Yeah, you you almost yeah. want to chase get the flavor and then kind of consider the cost later.
1: Yeah, yeah. the the The, the commerce is supposed to come afterwards.
0: Mm. I think that's partly also uh, uh, expression of the brewer. You know, some brewers who are trained by macro breweries, for instance, and who transition into craft breweries have a big uh, gap for themselves. To cross, you know, they've a, a, a steep learning curve because many mm. of them are trained to save money. Mm, sure, that's like sure. the way you get rewarded as a macro brewer, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's about scale and quantity, you know.
0: Yeah, so so to transition from that mindset to one which says. Sometimes it's okay to make commercially stupid decisions if the flavor is, you know, better. <laughs> That's my middle name, I sell commercially stupid decisions. Pretty much. That, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, the final question before we end this uh, yeah. short episode is, yeah. does it go to Mars? Mm. Are we going to put like it, it, it in the cargo hold?
1: It, uh, well, yes, absolutely, and probably a lot of it, because once we arrive at Mars, we're going to need to have something to drink after our long day of terraforming. Exactly. So
0: you know, what, is that you what can't you call just, weird sex?
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. I'm gonna terraform the shit out of you, myself.
0: <laughs> I look forward to it, man.
1: <laughs> I'll see you on Mars.
0: Yeah, no, for me too. This is in the cargo hold. I'll I'll make some room for this one. Uh we don't really have a lot of good APAs in the cargo hold yet, as far as I remember.
1: But I, I don't know if we've got any APAs in the cargo hold.
0: Mm, maybe not. So this is a good one.
1: No, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. uh cargo hold is packed full of Devils and IPAs, but.
0: Um, yeah, we need something a bit mellow, you know, to yeah. appreciate the Martian sunset.
1: Exactly. When you kick back and drop your spacesuit on the floor and stand mm. around in your rags that you've made out of potatoes yes. grown in your own feces. A few seconds then, before
0: you die, obviously, because you know, it's really cold <laughs> yes. there.
1: It's, yeah, you probably need that spacesuit, idiot. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? You put your spacesuit back on.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't let the desert look fool you.
1: Gerald, no! <laughs>
0: And oh, on, on that later. beautiful note,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, but thanks. Uh, well done, Jack Black. We will yeah. look forward to more of your beers. We look well, forward to you deciding which do. brand you want to go with. Um, and let's let's try and get them online sooner rather than later. And, and maybe we can ask them uncomfortable questions about their branding choices.
1: I, I, I've got two questions to ask Jack Black. Number one is about their branding, and number two is why they can't put. Lumberjack into a cask of beer and deliver it to
0: 1969 pub in Boss It's a good question. I've got another question, though, which is why do they insist on using really horrible four-package cardboard packaging? Oh.
1: Uh, it's yeah, the worst. It, yeah. Yeah. It's I the do. worst. Because I if
0: do. you remove one beer out of that four-pack, the whole thing disintegrates. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've actually dropped beer because of it. It's not murdering sea turtles, but at the same time, it's completely useless for any other purpose.
0: Yeah. no, you can, you can create uh, environmentally responsible cardboard packaging without having it be so flimsy. Mm,
1: without dissolving to some sort of
0: paste every It's time. dangerous, man. If you remove one beer, mm. all, the other three will drop out. No, no. You're right. You're right. Uh, I, I feel someone needs to take responsibility for that decision. True. But let's not mar our, our stunning review. <laughs> with negativity, uh man
1: that's true, that's so, true. But we, we kill with kindness, you know we're, we do. we're we 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 have got things we
0: need to say but yeah, well done. I think this is one of the highest rated beers we've had on the show, so good one
1: yeah, fantastic thank you, Jack Black.
0: Thank you and have a good one.